Welcome to Liberty Lockdown. Please scan your barcode. Your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold. Where did it come from and where did it go? What's up, you beautiful savages? This is Clint Russell. This is a Liberty Lockdown short. And today I'm going to explain to you why the world has lost its mind over the past decade, particularly American minds have gone crazy. I think most of us have been wondering why civilization seems to have kind of melted down over the past 10 years. And I, I've been researching it a lot because that's kind of what I cover in my show. And I keep coming back to 2011, 12, like that's when it really gets wild. And I think most of you just through your, your lived experience will agree that that's when things kind of got batshit, right? All right. So let's start by showing you guys a, uh, a chart of the mental illness taking hold. You have the, this is from Kenneko the Great, as I use constantly. It says, look at the increase of news articles mentioning white privilege, systemic racism, diversity and inclusion, and unconscious bias. How does the media's focus on identity politics and critical race theory contribute to the division and polarization of society? Well, he's asking the question, but I think it's rhetorical. We all know it makes it far, far worse. And if you look at all of these charts, number of news articles mentioning white privilege, 2010, 11, 12, 13, boom, bang goes up right and it just spikes until basically 21 uh and then you have number of news articles mentioning systemic racism that is 10 11 12 13 13 it starts to take off and then 14 it just boom 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 after that then you have number of news articles mentioning diversity and inclusion it starts in 2011 and then it just takes off parabolic parabolically after that and then this one doesn't really, unconscious bias doesn't really take off until 14, 15, it looks like. But you see the the timing on all of them is, in my estimation, not coincidental. And I have some evidence to demonstrate my thesis as to why the world went insane in that period. We have Barack Obama's executive order, August 18th, 2011, executive order 13583, establishing a coordinated government-wide initiative to, provo to promote diversity and inclusion in the federal workforce. So 2011, and then you saw all those spikes, 12, 13, right? So as this program gets rolled out into every federal department, keep in mind, all of them had to uh, implement DEI into the federal workforce, all of them. You think that that might have an impact? Yeah, I'd say so. Now, what I find interesting about this is that well, yeah, it, it's just the federal workforce, right? But they have contracts with private companies. What I find most interesting is that as that chart I just showed you demonstrates, it was the media that started to, to you know, propagate this narrative. And when you look into uh, some of the CIA operations, you know, Mockingbird and things like that, uh, it's not too big of a stretch to realize that maybe <laughs> they are also a federal workplace, right? I mean, it's a workaround. It's not exactly a federal workplace. I'm sure they still get their checks cut primarily from the New York Times or CNN or whatever, but uh, interesting. Hmm? I'd say that's interesting. And then we have, I think, the smoking gun of all smoking guns, which is the Smith-Munt Remodernization Act. Let's see here. This is the 112th Congress, once again, 2011, 2012. 
and this is 510 of 2012. So just, what is that, eight or nine months after Obama's executive order, the Smith Modernization Act of 2012 amends the United States Information and Educational Exchange Act of 1948 to authorize the Secretary of State and the Broadcasting Board of Governors to provide for the preparation and dissemination of information intended for foreign audiences abroad about the United States, including about its people, its history, and the federal government's policies through press, publications, radio, motion pictures, the internet, and other information media, including social media and through information centers and instructors. Under current law, such authority is restricted to information disseminated abroad with a limited domestic exception. So there is a domestic exception. And what this is saying is that it is now legal to use the same propaganda that they use on foreign countries as well as foreigners. They're now able to use it domestically on the American people. Continues on, authorizes the secretary and the board to make available in the United States motion pictures, films, video, audio, and other materials. So basically just blank check, do whatever you want. Prepared for dissemination abroad or disseminated abroad pursuant to such act, the United States International Broadcasting Act of 1994, the Radio Broadcasting to Cuba Act, or the Television Broadcasting to Cuba Act. So basically they're, they're uh, piggybacking off of these prior ops that they ran on the Cuban people, well, now they can do that to Americans too. Now, if you've been following Matt Taibbi or uh, Schellenberger or any of the people that were involved with the Twitter leak research or the Twitter files, as they call it, well, then you already know that they have been communicating with social media. And as you saw in the smith Munt Remodernization Act, I don't know why I struggle so hard to say that, uh, it's legal to do that essentially, because they are now legally authorized to propagandize the American people. So the fact that they were suppressing truthful information, which we now have hard, hard evidence that DHS, CDC, FBI, everybody under the sun, every three-letter agency you can imagine was directing and dictating what social media terms of service would be when it came to dealing with a airborne pathogen. Does that bother you? It bothers me. Bothers me tremendously. This is how they did it. That's my opinion. Can I prove all of this? I guess I can't. I can't really prove it. But why would they Why would they do that? Why would they enshrine that in law? That they are able, with narrow exception, to propagandize the American people? Why do we function under a government that believes that we are too dumb to know the truth of things and they have a right to propagandize us under any circumstances ever. Why? Well, because they intend to do so. And in my estimation, because they have been for quite some time now. Amends the Foreign Relations Authorization Act, fiscal years 1986 and 1987, to prohibit funds for the Department of State or the board from being used to influence public opinion or propagandizing in the United States. So it is amending that. It is saying that doesn't apply anymore. Under current law, such provision applies to the United States Information Agency. Did, were you aware that there's a United States Information Agency? The USIA? Yeah, I didn't even know about it, to be honest. And I follow this stuff pretty closely. Applies such prohibition only to programs carried out pursuant to the United States Information Educational Exchange Act of 1948, the United States International Broadcasting Act of 1994, the Radio Broadcasting to Cuba Act, and the Television Broadcasting to Cuba Act. States that such provision shall, one, 
not prohibit the department or the board from providing information about its operations, policies, programs, or program material, or making such information available to members of the media, public, or Congress. Not be construed to prohibit the department from engaging in any medium of information on a presumption that a U.S. domestic audience may be exposed to program material. So in other words, saying, yeah, we're going to be propagandizing foreigners, but sometimes that's also going to impact the domestic population. That's okay, though, now. And three, apply only to the department and the board and to no other federal department or agency. So I think when you add this these confluence of events up, and I haven't even brought up ESG or social emotional learning or any of these other things, right? But when you take into consideration all of them, all of them occurring in the, I think it's the early stages of the second term of Barack Obama, uh, when you also then look back into his history, the fact that one of his mentors was a member of the Weather Underground, uh, I, I don't think it's too much of a stretch to say that perhaps this was the inflection point by which the American uh, you know, propaganda machine spun up. And in my estimation, and this is just me extrapolating, I don't have any evidence to prove it per se, but the the COVID hysteria, the lockdowns, the fact that they were able to lie to us egregiously, pay no price, pay no consequences for it, all of the evidence that we have now of, of what they did and the deception that they operated with, uh, I think that it's very probable that they would have only gotten away with that if it weren't for the Smith-Munt re, uh, Remoderniza Remodernization Act. Food for thought, folks. Food for thought. I think that when you consider how much the the public discourse has shifted over the past decade, it's it just doesn't strike me as organic. Okay, it doesn't. I I'm now forty. The first thirty years of my life, yeah, the narrative shifted, public discourse changed. Uh, there, you know, there's always a, an evolution to you know, cultural cohesion and things like that. But I think when you, when you reflect on it, if you're my age or older, you will, you will also probably come to the same conclusion that it really didn't change that dramatically until about 2011, 2012. And then it just went fucking bonkers. And folks judge for yourself. Is this why, is this why we lost our minds? I think so. There's other factors, of course. The fact that you have so many Marxist professors that are indoctrinating kids. Yes, yes, yes. The fact that social media took off and you know viral ideas were able to propagate much more rapidly. Yes, all of these play a role. But in my humble opinion, it does not take hold and persist and grow so viciously if not for government involvement in this process. And to that, I implore you to look deep within your soul and ask yourself, why? If my thesis is correct, why are they doing this to us? Why? Well, I'll allow you to come to your own conclusions, but I'll, I'll give kind of a broad, uh, you know, framework to, to how I view this is that after the 0809 real estate collapse and broader economic implosion. It was very steep recession. Uh, 
I think that there was a, a major populist movement from the left in particular that was going after the banks and big capital. And in that moment, they realized that the American people, given the debt that we languish under, both nationally as well as personally, that there was going to be rebellions, that there was going to be a, a con continuous and increasingly so movement from the populist left to go after the bankers, taxes or whatever. And uh, I think that they use this to divide and conquer, that they are splitting us based off of a bunch of things that we had already really addressed when it came to racism and sexism and things like that. Uh, and, and instead of just being appreciative for the progress we've made and continuing to make progress in terms of, of those things, which are not good, they instead harped on them incessantly to the point that it has become a mind virus where those that once were concerned about the income inequality that stem, stems from corruption in the banking industry or central banking from my vantage point, well, now you just are assuaged, your genuine concerns are assuaged by their lip service towards social justice. Does it make sense? Let me know what you think in the comments. Hit that like button if you agree. Hit it even if you don't. I think it's food for thought. I think it's worth deep consideration. And the reason I wanted to put it in a shorter format is because one, the algos appreciate it. But two, I think that it's important that we get as many eyes on this as possible because I really believe deeply. I genuinely do. I believe that this was the moment that we have lost our collective minds. Not all of us, thankfully, uh, but just broadly, civilizationally, we have uh, lost lost sight of what matters, and we are obsessed with what doesn't, like our immutable characteristics. If you'd like to support my work, go to libertylockdown.locals.com. And just a quick reminder that if you want to text me while I do my show, you can do so by downloading the Converso app over on Apple or Android. My phone number over there is 555-175-8394. You can actually text me while I'm recording. It's a really cool service. And it's the best privacy app that's out there. I'm a huge, huge fan of it. And I get tons of messages from you guys all the time. And I really appreciate it. Again, that's Converso, C-O-N-V-E-R-S-O. -E Download it today, Android or Apple, and then text me, 555-175-8394. I will catch you again soon with another episode of Liberty Lockdown. We're out. Welcome to Liberty Lockdown. Please scan your barcode. Your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold. Where did it come from and where did it go?